Hello, I'm Sarah Vine and this is Sarah Vine's Female Half Hour from Mail Plus. I am joined as ever by my lovely friend Imogen Edwards-Jones. Imogen, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Yes. Did you behave disgracefully over I New Year? I sat at home on my sofa oh. watching the telly box, mm. waiting for my various children to come home from various parties. Oh. Did you at least have a bottle of champagne I, I or had something? A, I had a little glass right. yes, or okay. two and ate quite a lot of um, sweets. Started. Oh, yes. My, my, my daughter's boyfriend for my Christmas present mm. brought me a massive jar of Jelly Babies. Oh, which disgusting. Are, which are my secret... Oh, literally. <laughs> my secret sin oh. are Jelly Babies and Jelly Tots. Oh. And also... A little bit of sickness came oh, up. I literally can't them. bear... Love I can't them. bear a Jelly Baby. Really? I love Jelly oh. Babies. No. Do you know what? My my children were both given a kilo of jelly babies each <laughs> oh, for, them. for Christmas. And we opened them up and my son literally upchucked. Really? The smell was so overpowering. He was well, instantaneously sick. I had spent my whole life trying to find the black ones and the red ones, which oh. are my favourite. And then I just end up with a jar full of green and yellow jelly well, babies. Well, there is, there, is uh, there is a combination that you can do. Oh, wait, I'm talking about jelly beans. No, no, I hate jelly beans. They're disgusting. Oh. Jelly babies. Babies. Oh, jelly, they're slightly marginally better. No, but they're delicious. A what jelly bean about? is really disgusting. Yeah, a jelly bean's horrible. But there, but, there, was, um, there was like on the back of like them. Like a they fruit had, pastel. Uh, you like a cheap sweet, though. I do, yeah. Mm. I, I can't bear a cheap sweet. I can't really even bear chocolate, to be honest. No, I don't really like chocolate either, but I do like jelly baby. Anyway, let's stop talking about jelly babies. <laughs> well, it's, it's a very, everyone's, um, everyone's back. It's, are mm. we all back at work or not? Mm. Um, there's quite a lot of COVID around. Everything, and my son's been tested for COVID at school, yes. and is wearing a mask. Has your have yours been? Yes. Done? No. My daughter said this morning that they were all tested for. They all were tested, and then the ones who tested positive were frog marched out of school, <laughs> surrounded by teachers. Really? It was like the gulag. Do they have to wear special badges? <laughs> It was literally, they oh. were, anyone who tested positive was frog-marched out, surrounded by teachers, and then thrown into transport. It's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Yes. I did write a slightly naughty piece yesterday or the day I before, know. saying that I would march on Downing Street. I would, actually, I know. I, my Street. sister rang me up from India and said... Oh, did she? Said, She's coming over especially to help. She said, I will enjoy watching Sarah <laughs> march on Downing Street. <laughs> Have they any idea what a hornet's nest they've kicked? Uh, Michael actually very sweetly rang me up and said that Boris had thought it was quite funny because I oh, said at you? the end, you know, if you if yeah. you want to know what a pain in the ass I can be, just ask your secretary for levelling up. Pain yes. in the arse. Anyway, so that was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> massive pain in the arse. Would you wear a special outfit to demonstrate? Yes, obviously. I'd mm. get a placard as well. Oh, good. Yes, yes. you must have a placard. Yes, yes. Very. I don't know what my outfit would be. So, well, some sort of revolutionary I'm hat. I'm wearing a very nice. Stole today because I actually think it's a bed jacket. No, I don't know. I'm for the benefit of the listeners. I'm wearing a warm sort of fur, faux furry, furry thing. Fur, furry thing. Yes, with a with a sort of, with a, it's the satin bow that gives it, it away. That means it's for bed. It's a boudoir. Yes. It's very Dutch Svargile. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what it's I a bonbon bon jacket. But I think <laughs> quite a lot of readers said that they would come and march too. Oh, okay. Can you imagine all these menopausal women turning up and oh, <laughs> shouting at boys? Anyway, that's the last thing he needs. Um, talking of which, we are going to be talking about the menopause and Good. why apparently it is super, according to. <laughs> 
Such fun. <laughs> According to uh, what's called Davina Davina McCall. Yes. yes. But first, are you doing dry January, Imogen? I know you are. Yes, I am. Mainly because I do drink the rest of the year entirely dry. <laughs> but you've done dry January ever since I've known you, which is about thirty years. Yes. So you're ahead of the curve on that one. Yes, mainly because I feel that my liver is screaming mm. by by January the first, mm. and mm. I'm normally in tears and sort of yeah. Yes, mm. I I've ju- I just have to knock it on the head. And for how months. are you feeling? Oh, superior. Smug. Very good. Smug. What do you super- drink instead out of interest? Well, do you know what? Because that pro- is a problem if you're not drinking Mainly wine. water. But the problem is, having said I don't like chocolate, the problem is because alcohol is so full of sugar, sugar yeah. I ended up eating a whole bag of reindeer's noses <laughs> last night. <laughs> Because reindeer's noses sounds particularly disgusting. <laughs> they are disgusting. Worse than my jelly babies, yeah. I think we could say. Reindeer's noses. So I had a whole yes, bag of reindeer's noses. Yes, because a lot of the alcohol, a lot of sugar. the attraction with alcohol is actually sugar, isn't yes. it? Yes, and that's the problem. So, yeah. so come nine o'clock when you've had your virtuous bit of fish and yeah. whatever and water and your mouth is slowly turning into a lemon and you're really hating your husband, then I suddenly ended up cracking up the, uh, the reindeer's noses, which <laughs> I don't know where they came from, but they were handy. <laughs> But that's the problem with dry January. Yeah, that is the problem. It's mm. actually a sugar withdrawal. It is, yes. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. you get quite baity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, although you do feel better in the morning, to be fair. One or yes, one yes. always does feel much better yeah. in the morning. Are you still are you still cigaretting? Uh, I have trying to stop the cigaretting as well. Yeah, God, yeah. so I'm I'm a joy to be you with are. in the evening. Yeah, I can't wait to see you next yeah. week. <laughs> anyway, but we're actually going to talk to somebody. Uh, for in fact, we're going to talk to the chief executive of Alcohol Change UK about the benefits of giving up. Uh, Dr. Richard Piper. Hello, Richard. Happy Hello. New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, so tell us, I'm not doing dry January because it's just a long month. It is quite a long one to do it for. <laughs> February would be handier. <laughs> but it, it, it is worth doing, isn't it, Richard? Absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah, I think uh, the, the worst thing to do is to go into it thinking, oh, this is going to be terrible, but I'll get to the end of it. Mm. That's completely the wrong mindset. I mean, if you think you're going to be giving something up, I think you're kind of missing the point. Mm. It's, it, it's an opportunity to refresh, um, give yourself more energy. Uh, people save a hell of a lot of money. Mm. Um, it, m- amazing impact on skin, actually. A lot of people don't expect that, but realise at the end of the month they take a photo of themselves and um, their skin is really improved. Alcohol is particularly bad for the skin. Mm. Mm. Uh, weight, of course, is a real uh, benefit as well. The number mm. of calories in alcohol, none of which do any good for us. They're, they're known medically as empty calories. Mm. They just add calories, they just add weight to us, but they don't provide any nutritional value. Mm. Uh, that, that, of course, you know, removed from your diet as well can have a big impact on people. Mm. But most importantly, I think, it's about the long term. Dry January has always been about the long term. It's never been about the short term gains only. Um, so the majority of people who do Dry January, and when I say Dry January, I mean the campaign that we run, that people mm. get involved in. I don't just mean people who go off and do it on their own and just stay dry in the month. They're not taking part in dry January, although they sometimes use that phrase to describe it. They're not really taking part. Um, but people who do take part um, tend to be heavier drinkers who've got a bit mm. of a habit. Um, I think many of us have developed uh, habits over the last <laughs> year and a half that sometimes we're not happy with and we know probably deep down are not brilliantly good for us. If you're going to change that, if you're going to be a moderate drinker, if you're going to be someone who's controlling your drinking, Mm. but you're currently not, you do need that break. You do need that moment when you can 
break those habits, reset your relationship with alcohol, mm-hmm. um, and also do that with mm. inspiration, information, and motivation, which is what our campaign offers people. Mm. Um, so just going off and doing it on your own is fine, but you won't get anywhere near the benefits. But the the but the, the real temptation about the problem about dry January is that you just then throw yourself into drunk February. I mean that that is that that is the problem. If you that is a I, myth, I'm afraid yeah. to say it is a but, myth. But uh, I'm just I'm less just wondering than, whether less than one percent of people do that. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, 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 it doesn't actually make sense. I mean, who who would who would decide to do something good and then throw it all away? Oh, lots of people. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, the, the science there is less than one percent of people have that right. rebound effect. Yeah, yeah. So there's very little evidence of it. It's mm. a, it is a myth, I'm afraid. Right. Mm. And, and so, to when you do when you say do you dry January? Do you is there some sort of support system that you're providing with your Alcohol Change UK? Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't use the word support. I think a better word for it is an experience. I oh, think okay. it's an amazing experience. And I think uh, what, what essentially is the people, what, download, what is down, well, people download a, an app called Try Dry. Um, right. Completely free. It's a premium quality app. We spend mm. a lot of money on it. It's really it's the best best app in the, in the world for drink control. Oh, okay. But you, we make it available for free because we're a charity and it's what we do. So um, people can access that. From that, you can unlock a free email coaching program. Now, you can... You can pay companies and private individuals <laughs> to mm. take you through email coaching, but we provide that for free. And of course, everything is evidence-based, science-based, behavioral change. But also, what I think about it that's most powerful is it's totally, totally human. Mm. It's full of stories of, of people just like you and me who, who've, who've taken control of their drinking. Um, many people have, have just returned what they would say to moderation or to low-level low drinking. Um, and around one in six people choose to go permanently uh, sober. So do you, um, do you and, think and the, decide um, that that's what's for them? Our goal is never to push anybody down any particular path, but mm. just to present options and choices and information. And of course, inspiration, which really is one of the key words for, for have you had an, Have you had an upsurge since the pandemic from people who've who've downloaded your... I'm just downloading it now. Oh, Sarah's doing it now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have, we have. Um, uh, And I think this is where it's always difficult for an organisation like us. Mm. Do we want there to be more need? Mm. No, we don't. But do we want people where there is more need to be be taking action on that and, and, and turning their drinking around? Yes, of course we do. Very inspirational. Thank you very much. Uh, that was Dr. Richard Piper, Chief Executive of Alcohol Change UK. Excellent. Nice and not preachy. <laughs> no. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, work harder than not being preachy. Yeah, uh, it's good I think not the, to be the, preachy. The day, we, the day we tell people what to do is the day, the yes. day I resign. Because exactly. that's the worst thing to be doing. Yes, yes. Well, thank you and very much. Thank you for the opportunity. Just, just for the listeners, the app is called Try Dry. Try Dry, yeah. It's Excellent. very yellow. Is it? It's yes. very yellow. It's extremely yellow. Oh, it really yellow. is yellow, it's yes. It's a lot of yellow, so be prepared for a lot of yellow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks very much, Richard. Thank you. Thanks Cheers. a lot. Davina McCall showed off her impressive physique this week in Women's Health UK. She is celebrating her 50s and embracing the menopause as a time of liberation. Mm-hmm. Joining me now to discuss the wonders of the menopause is Alice Smelly, co-author of Cracking the Menopause. Alice, hello and Happy New Year. Hello, you too. Thank you for having me. So I have a theory about the menopause, which is probably totally unscientific. Oh, and do share. Wrong, but uh, you know, you know, I love a theory, which <laughs> do is that, share. I've, ha- I've had the menopause. Mm. Oh yes, and so has Imogen, mm. I think. 
And I have a theory that it's uh, it is a liberation because you get rid of all those annoying hormones that make mm. you want to be nice to people and raise <laughs> nice babies and get a mate. And so you so all of your twenties and thirties and forties, you've got those hormones that yeah. make you basically into a doormat, so that people yeah. will like you and so that you can fulfil your biological <laughs> biological imperative <laughs> of producing children mm. and then you go through the menopause and they all go away and suddenly it's like the scales fall from your eyes and you realize you actually hate everyone and don't give a <laughs> hoot what they think of you nice that's my theory anyway. nice I'm, i can't believe we're still I... friends <laughs> what you do you think actually... alice what do you think oh you're you're absolutely right we lose our oxytocin goes down the kind of bonding hormone that makes us love tiny babies Mm. And women become much more driven, much mm. more ambitious. Mm. And um, we came up with a huge amount of research that says women are happier, healthier and wealthier. And in particular, we are much more likely to instigate divorce than men. Uh, 62% of divorces last year were petitioned by the wife. And the average age Ooh. is in our sort of late 40s. Ooh. So women suddenly sort of go, hang on a moment, things Things need to change, and we actually do things about it. We instigate the changes. Alice, can I ask a question? So uh, this is what you were thinking about in your column this week, about how 50-something women look so much better than 50-something men. Men look like they've eaten a beach ball, and they're having, you know, they're seven months pregnant, and they are, literally, they can rest their pint on their stomachs, whereas women now particularly seem to have got better. So they're like, that. they are... But also, but also, if you think about it, if you think about it, I was writing about the Golden Girls, and thinking that when when that show started in 1985, the women mm. in the show were sort of in their 50s and 60s, yeah, and which, is basi- which is basically, if you think about women in their 50s and 60s now in showbiz, they're Madonna. people like Sharon Stone and Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. you know completely different sort of vibe, really, if you think about it. But it's interesting well, it is, what you it, say it, about the oxytocin. So that's actually a that's actually a properly chemical a thing, fact, isn't yes. it? It's an actual fact. We've mm. got a fact here. It is. We've, I, we've spent so much time looking into that. I mean, it doesn't. it's not obviously just about the oxytocin, but also mm. our beta if we have children, they, they sort of break away from us and they start mm. to leave home. And we, we suddenly find ourselves in a position of sort of slight freedom, particularly financial freedom. Mm-hmm. And in terms of jobs, quite often we're doing, you know, this is the point at which we are doing mm. quite sort of well. And do you think that it's different, slightly different for this generation of women, our generation of women, because we're sort of the first, I mean, most of the women I know in their 50s are working and mm. have got good careers, which, mm. which would not have been the case necessarily with my mother's generation, because they would have given up yes. work to look after their children. So, yeah. so for them, it was a sort of bereavement in a funny kind of a way, because mm. they, they're, you know... Mm. They, well, they had emptiness. Yes, they had emptiness. But I don't, I don't think any of my friends have got emptiness. I think they're just, they're literally pushing the chicks <laughs> out of the nest. Yes, Go away. They're delighted at the emptiness yes. at last. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I can finally turn the, the spare bedroom into a yoga studio. <laughs> no, I think that's really true. And I mean, I look at my mother who gave up work in, this, in the 70s when I, when I was born mm. and then went back to work when my sisters, when we were slightly older. And she was, you know, she's an incredibly intelligent woman and she did really well career-wise, but she didn't, <clears throat> sorry, she didn't have that kind of career progression that I think we we all kind of expect to have, even though we do have children and, we, and you do have to make, you know, sort of caveats mm. and, and certain sacrifices. But nonetheless, you expect a, a sort of an upward tra- trajectory as much mm. as possible mm. if you're lucky. 
Mm. Uh, do you think we're much more on top of it than we used to be? I mean, I presume you've got the whole list in your brilliant book about supplements and things that you're supposed to be taking. And, uh, mm. and what should we be doing? Well, I, I think what we sort of said is anything is worth doing. So, you know, um, I think Davina said, eat less, move more. And obviously, mm. that, that's, it's not quite that straightforward. But nonetheless, it's if, if you exercise and you exercise with friends, you're getting the mm. health benefits and you're getting the sort of serotonin and you're getting the friendship as well. And in terms of diet, it's all about making permanent changes. So the old boring ditching the sugar and yeah. you know, not, not drinking as much alcohol. Yeah. And then if you want to take supplements, that there are a few which are worth, um, probably worth looking at, like sort of um, omega-3s. But what about things like, what about things like, what about women who don't take um, HRT? Does, do they have the same side effects? Or do, I mean, I, what I don't understand about the argument that we're making here, which is that if we're saying that the loss of all those hormones kind of brings a different kind of focus to your life, if you're on HRT, surely then that doesn't you're apply. You're the same, yeah. Well, you're still losing the oxytocin. Yeah. And the loss of estrogen is the one that causes all of the, the sort of brain fog and all the different symptoms, the right. aching joints, the hot flushes. So if you're replenishing the estrogen, yeah. you're still sort of changing in the same way. I'm not sure the oxytocin is necessarily the only no. thing. It's there are also, other things that happen yeah. as well, yeah. Yes, I, I wouldn't like to sort of pin it entirely mm. on that. But the thing about HRT is that we aren't told about it. And we aren't told that, for example, the British Menopause Society says that for most women, the benefits outweigh the risks. Mm. And... What we're not being given in any of this is the information and the choice mm. to... You know, women aren't being given it, doctors aren't being educated. Men need mm. to know about menopause because mm. it's just part of something that happens in biology. And our mm. kids jolly well need to know. Mm. Although my kids do know and then they throw it back in my face because if I'm <laughs> grumpy, they go, oh, yeah, it's just a menopause, mum. So <laughs> that's a double-edged sword, actually. Well... <laughs> No, I mean, uh, yes, I mean, uh, although if you're, uh, I, I prefer the menopause to having periods, I have to say. I'd rather not. Yes, I, well, I haven't, I haven't quite gone through it yet. Um, so we, Mariella and I kind of bookend the menopause mm. because I'm, I'm, not, I'm 49, so I'm firmly perimenopausal and three years into, thank God, HRT. Mm. And she's sort of out the other side. But mm. I can already feel that the kind of excitement I feel every day when I wake up and about what I'm going to do next in work. And thank mm. God the kids have gone back to school today mm. so I can do mm. stuff. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. So, I, well, there we go. So the menopause is good for you. That's, yes. It's I, mean, I mean, I just do think that it's it, this whole notion of it being basically a sort of precursor to dying well, or a miserable time a miserable time <laughs> yeah. and and mm. and i mean the thing is i do remember when it happened to me there is a sense of bereavement mm. there because you do sort of slightly mm. mourn mourn the loss of your youth and your fertility and it does feel a bit like mm. you know mother nature wants you dead mm. and can't be bothered <laughs> to sort of you know furnish you with the with the basic things to stay alive but i think i think a lot of people who go into the, <laughs> but i think a lot of people who go into the menopause also get depressed i mean depression yeah. um symptoms often Often women who are menopausal are treated for depression because yes. it's mistaken. Or for, mad. Or the, yeah, they mad. sometimes yeah. really yeah. go slightly off their rocker a bit. Mm. And yeah, I, you yeah, can yeah. understand that. I've seen girlfriends of mine go, really, like, where have I parked the car? Mm. Yeah. And, and uh, but, I, then I think, you know, love, we need to have a chat because if you are you don't know where you've parked mm. your car, then, you know, have I left the gas on or mm. stuff like mm. that? That's, oh God, that, that yeah. brain fog yeah. thing is, is, that brain fog thing is actually quite scary. Mm. 
but that is the low that is one of the, the big symptoms of um of low estrogen mm. and, the, and the weird thing about us always having said you know biologically it means that we're kind of over and we're wizened and and not sort of you know excitingly going to old age is that um you know that menopause there's at least sort of two four species who have menopause one of whom is humans and the reason it developed and we have this sort of really long post-fertility lifespan is because we're useful after the menopause so it's a huge sort of anthropological thing so there's, there's something called the grandmother hypothesis whereby hmm. the grandmothers looked after the children and they sort of hunted and foraged and things which meant that the mothers the children survived and the mothers were able to have more mm. children and the longevity gene got passed down the generations so we are useful and mm. that's why we have menopause and that's why we live so long after menopause oh, what are I the like other species that. that have the menopause uh whales whales, whales? have a menopause <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness me you wouldn't want to get a hot flush if you were a whale <laughs> Whales, and there's a couple of aphids, but we couldn't really get confirmation on those. Aphids? Aphids. Crikey, that really is a broad spectrum. Of of the sort of larger mammals, it really is just us and whales. Mm. Yep. Excellent. Yep, yep. and they they have a kind of... uh, Maybe that's why they make that... Maybe that's why they make those... Noises, they're just moaning. Is they having a Karen moment? That's brilliant. Well, thank you, Alice. And your book is called. You, you've written the book with um, Mariella. With Mariella Frost. Yes. 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 And it's, it's called, called Cracking, Cracking the Menopause. Cracking the Menopause. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank you. We will crack the menopause. Thank you. Thanks, Alice. Bye. That was Alice Smelly, co-author of Cracking the Menopause. I thought that was rather interesting. It was good. Yeah. I'd love the idea that whales have a menopause. Yes. Very interesting. You are listening to The Female Half Hour with me, Sarah Vine, and Imogen Edwards-Jones. You can visit mailplus.co.uk slash subscribe to get access to all our podcasts, videos, opinion pieces, and more. And if you want to get in touch, you can tweet us at mailplus at Westminster Wag or Imogen at Imogen EJ. Skip your weight loss resolutions this year, Imogen, because <laughs> Hannah Betts is here with some ways that you can tweak your beauty regimen for a more beautiful you. Oh, Basically, hooray. shortcuts to looking better. Short, crikey, Lipo- we need this. Liposuction. Really? Botox. <laughs> full body fat removal. Apparently, you can now have your fat taken out of your stomach and injected into your knees, which sounds like I a tremendous idea. I read that in your idea. column. Yes, apparently. The, Why that, would you want to well, do it's that? It's a thing. Apparently, apparently, there's a new technique for people with arthritic knees like me. Oh, Yes, it's not people wanting fat knees, is it? <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering. Why do you want a fat knee? <laughs> no, but apparently the fat of the adipose tissue on your tummy, that should you have any, which mm. I have plenty of, mm. um, is very good at lubricating the old knees. But so I put this in my column and then a nice reader emailed me to say that she'd had it done and it didn't work. And it was oh. awfully expensive. So I shan't oh. be doing that. Anyway, uh, Hannah, it's New Year. It's not new me, sadly. No. It's old me. Same old same, Same old, old you. Bats. <laughs> you know, we're all right, though, aren't we? We're are okay. we? Okay, right. Yes, I actually don't feel the need to make any changes. Well, lucky old you. No, I don't. Really? Isn't that awful? I'm, you're I'm perfect as you are. No, I don't think I am perfect at all. I've just given up. <laughs> but I think one becomes increasingly realistic. I'm really. accepting. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've gone for some small victories. Oh, okay. I've... I, I've been cultivating my eyebrows and eyelashes like that. Sounds pets. like hard work. <laughs> Have you been well, doing serums? 
I have. And yes. you know what? It's paid off. Do you know I, what? Can I, I say? Can I, they do actually work. Those and also, things, don't I, they? I before Christmas, I was given a Revitalash. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's the one I'm using. But not the serum, the mascara, mm. ladies and gentlemen, Ooh. which I have been using, and I can honestly say it's actually brilliant. It's like sitting opposite a butterfly. Can you see my eyelashes? <laughs> that all mine. Butterfly. And it's mascara <laughs> and lash serum in one. I mean, what more could you want? I mean, yes. that is just a gift from the universe. Oh, it is. Yes. Yes, my you mother. My mother sent me one. Shampoo and conditioner as what? well, oh, which shush. I must get involved with. What you have to shampoo your eyebrows? <laughs> no, for for, for head hair. Really? <laughs> now that now I'm interested. What's yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. It's quite big in America. Mm. Um, I'm sure there is some in my room somewhere, so I'll, I'll try it out and get. But back my to daughter you. Beatrice, who, as you know, Hannah was addicted for about a year to 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 false to eyelash extensions, oh, yes. mm. which was a phase. Which teenagers go through many phases. Mm. Anyway, that was a particularly bad one, and as a result, most of her eyelashes they do fell fall out. Fall out. So yes. then she mm. got into the she got into the revital lash, and she she now does have eyelashes that people actually stop her in the street and ask about. I mean, they have become yeah. so long. Well, a, a friend of mine used it and had to stop using it because her eyelashes kept brushing against her glasses. Oh, um, no. Causing a sort of sports injury based on having very long lashes. Um, and even mine, at night now, I, I sort of think I'm still wearing mascara and keep sort of sawing Oh, I am always wearing mascara at night because no. I never take my makeup off before bed because obviously I'm... I know, it's terrible. I know, I don't Okay, either. there's a New Year's resolution. You are not perfect. Do <laughs> not get, get pleuritis or whatever. No, I, I just mean, fall asleep in my, eye, in my eye, eyelashes. It saves time then in the morning. It does. You just go get, around it with a little up, cotton bud. Wake up, shake, and off you I go. <laughs> wake, shake, and off you go. Done. <laughs> oh, I've also been working on my nails. There's, oh. a, there's a, a little Leighton Denny... Um, they're little capsules, which are quite pleasing. Mm. And that's quite a nice sort of obsession. It's low-key, you know. It's not trying to lose a stone or whatever, mm. but just putting a capsule on your nails. And that really a does capsule? seem to be worth What do you mean a capsule? Well, was it like, like you well, crack it's, it's it open, it's like an oil, or do you eat it? Yeah, it is like, it's an oil. And, and you, <laughs> no, you, don't eat it. You, kind of, you know, you sort of rub it in. Um, and I, I'd slightly trash mine by biting off shellac. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. No. People do uh, that. Which is so satisfying. No, I mean, it's, it's not. But, but not good. Um, so they're now a lot better because of this, these little capsules. And but I can uh, sort of cope with New Year's resolutions on that level, but mm. I don't really like rules. What, what's the name of the capsule, just for so I can jot they're it by, down? They're by Leighton Denny. Oh, um, yes. He's a, a fabulous nail person. He's okay. a nail um, celebrity. He's a celebrity nail. It, really? Yeah, nail. There is, is such a thing. Na- celebrity manicurist. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Let's find their name. Yes. Um, okay. Nail rebirth. Oh, excellent. nail repair. Okay. And very pleasing. And there, I think you get a month's worth. And so okay. you can just potter away and then feel like you've done something. Okay. Mm. And, it, and, and they do work. I mean, the other thing I have also written about, which I know is controversial, mm. um, is giving up drinking, which, mm. of course, I did seven years ago, having drunk all the drinks um, for 30 years. Mm. Um, and, I mean, that's a very free way. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, you, you end up making money. Well, you'll you immediately lose weight. You'll lose a lot of weight and make money. Imogen's doing dry down here, yeah. and, and it's resulted... Yes. <laughs> Unless she's, you eat reindeer's noses. She's, she's, <laughs> the thing is that she's finding that she's getting quite bad sugar cravings as yes. a result. So, yes. yes, big bag does. of reindeers. I mean, a lot of Americans actually put on weight when they stop <gasps> drinking. Oh, don't say that. They I eat ice cream. Ill. No, I mean, mm. you're not doing that. Oh, well, how but do they, you know? But they, <laughs> 
they eat their feelings. Hannah, what did you but replace the alcohol with? What did you replace the alcohol with? I mean, you know, so so if you're going to give up to drinking generally, or just for January, or just maybe even tonight, and just for one night, mm. uh, how what would you what did you drink instead, or did you just not drink instead? Did you drink I tea? Drank, at the time, I was very sort of purist. I gave right. up caffeine as well, which I do oh. not recommend. No, um, no, don't. Um, no. I mean, the combination was. <laughs> It's not yeah, might good. be living with a bear. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, honestly, it was, uh, yeah, th- mm. difficult days. Um, but I drank a lot of decaffeinated tea. Now, um, I drink a lot of uh, alcohol-free beer, which oh. I have to say mm. has come on leaps and bounds. It's actually incredibly good. And a lot of my hard-drinking friends now alternate just because they quite like it. Mm. Um, so I drink um, brew dog. Uh, it's called Drunk Ho? AF, which I thought was for as rude word, yes. but it's, it's of course alcohol free. Oh. <laughs> so um, that's my favourite one. Um, but they're that's very, hilarious. very good. That is brilliant. Um, so very... I, I can strongly recommend those. Oh, um, okay, good. Well, uh, yeah. Don't bother with wine, uh, alcohol free no, wine. They're no, it's disgusting. Terrible. But to spare you on, let me let me tell you what what my uh, doctor, doctor, skin doctor friend said, yeah. not only does um, alcohol cause free radical damage, reducing mm. cell proliferation and collagen production, it dehydrates you, it makes you less good at absorbing nutrients, but in women, it creates higher testosterone, leading to spots and the taking on of a masculine appearance, oh. with a diminished waist, bowel-like middle, bloated moon face, skinny legs and hair loss. That's me. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Well, I mean, that was certainly me before I stopped. Um, and, and another, an American dermatologist, Dr. Lancer... That's, that's my Tinder profile, you realise that? That's my Tinder profile. <laughs> well, he says it can take a, um, a month to get over one hangover. What? What? No, shush. He knows nothing. Well, I, I have to say, back have you not in my, heard of a full English and a cup of coffee? Think, <laughs> well, I used to think one night off was a detox. <laughs> that's very funny. I know. That's very funny. Yes, so, I mean, I mean, he's right. I mean, I'm well, sure that, I mean, those, those, they sound like fairly extreme side effects. <laughs> but yes, broadly speaking, I'm sure. Mm. But yes, no, you do see, you do see that as old alcoholics mm. with, with, you know, little tiny spindly legs and big fat medals. Yeah. Not oh you. God, Imogen's, yeah. Imogen's has a totally distorted view of herself. <laughs> <laughs> I should say to the but listeners I mean, that she looks that, nothing that... like that. <laughs> But I do think that is quite... Inco- I mean, yeah. I, I think bearing that in mind is quite useful during a dry January. Yes, my mm-hmm. problem is, is I don't really have any other vices. No, you don't, do you? No. Mm. I mean, what are you going to... You've got to have one vice. The but you also don't drink very much anyway. No, I don't. I don't, exactly. No. It but does I... whack-a-mole up elsewhere when you stop doing your one bad thing. Um. So for a long time, I had a very pronounced Zara addiction. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Lockdown sort of sorted out. The thing, the, I mean, the thing about not drinking is that is that it makes it much easier to get up in the morning. Mm. I find, uh, but and, and it does lose. You do lose weight almost you immediately. Do. I mean, you, you do. don't. Need, also, if you give up drinking for January, seven... you don't need to go to the gym because you will literally lose a stone. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you will. Yeah. Um, I mean, I lost a stone and a half in six weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had been drinking, like, sort of Vegas-era Elvis at that point. No, you had. So, I remember you at that time. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> yeah. Vegas-Elvis. Yeah. I mean, Elvis. I don't remember those times at all. But, no. um, 
but you do. But I mean, so you will lose a lot of weight. Yeah. And I, ha- I had to eat more because I was losing too much. Mm. Um, what a conundrum. But also the compliments about your skin will pour in. Mm. Even when I felt terrible giving up alcohol and caffeine, truly, people, I mean, men, women, children complimented me on how well I looked. <laughs> slightly mortifying. So I think it is worth a thought. Yes. Well, I've got an appointment booked with the lovely Dr. Wasim on the 24th of January. Ooh. I'm just going to go full Botox, I think. Oh, yeah. That's my beauty fix. I was very clever. <laughs> I did that before Christmas. Yes. Very good. So it's settled in. Nice. And now, obviously, I look as if I've been living very cleanly. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway. Okay. So good. The one thing I did notice, and I, know, I shouldn't say this, but it's naughty of me to say it twice. Is that Charlotte Tilbury has brought out a new skin oh, yes. thing, which is actually very good. Do you know what it's called, Hannah? I it's can't... really good. Yes, it's been on my page. Oh, um, right. Okay. It's very good. It's Beautiful Skin Foundation. That's it. Beautiful Skin Foundation. Name. It said hilariously on the packet that it made your skin look 285% better. What? Which is no such thing. She, she is a bit over the top <laughs> with those sorts of things. I mean, Charlotte, Does that come with a massive hair flick at the end? <laughs> But yes, it is really, really good. It's lovely. Mm. It's got a very interesting formula. It's sort of, she calls it stretch and glow. Mm. And it is very gleamy. And do you know what? It's lovely for midlife because it's not at all heavy. It's not mask-like. It'd be very good if you've never worn foundation before. It's more like a sort of, it's a bit more like a sort of BB cream, I'd say. I've been been using it. What's what's a BB cream? It's a beauty balm. Oh, okay. Imogen, I can't believe you've got to the age of 54 without knowing what a BB cream is. Oh, Christ, honestly. What, you're, not, what, you're just letting the whole sisterhood down here. <laughs> no idea what Come you're on. talking about. It's, it's like a, a tinted foundation. It's probably tinted uh, moisturiser. I what it, was, what it stood for, though. I'm very impressed that you can remember like yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, good God. Anyway, Um, that. Um, Okay, Hannah, we've got to go now. Oh, okay. I mean, obviously, I could blather on for hours. Yeah, I know. So could I. There's Mm. another good foundation, though. And and so she does. May I say. I'm so sorry, but I never know how to say it. Is it Suku? I've become obsessed. Suku, yes. They do. Yes. Um, And it's it's called the Cream Foundation, and that's going to be on my page in the next couple of weeks. Very, very nice. Uh, you right. know, those clever Japanese types who are yes. very good at skin. Yes. Um, so both of those. If you want okay. a lighter look, I'd say, you know, the bouncier, lighter look would be the Tilbury. And Shuku yes. is a bit more coverage, but, but delightful. Yes. Okay, good. And of course, so the Japan- cheat. Yes, I w- we will both cheat. I, w- I will go now. I will let you Goodbye. me. Bye. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. Bye, Hannah. Bye. If you enjoy listening to The Half Hour, why not visit mailplus.co.uk slash subscribe to get access to all our podcasts, videos, opinion pieces and more. If you want to get in touch, tweet us at mailplus, me at Westminster Wag or Imogen at Imogen EJ. You have been listening to The Female Half Hour with me, Sarah Vine and Imogen Edwards-Jones. Thank you for listening and have a new year.